Awesome. Well, hey, welcome to church. Are you all excited to be here tonight? Some of you are not as excited as the rest of you, and that's okay. It's okay. I'm excited to be here. And here's the thing. I'm a little disappointed with some of our friends that uh, we've met that as we've come to New Life uh, because y'all did not tell us about Briar Rose and their cinnamon rolls out in Farmington. We had those for the first time today, and I've never ate food and had tears come to my eyes. <laughs> but I've been into that cinnamon roll, and I rededicated my life to Christ this morning, okay? Uh, it, was, it was so good, and we will be back very soon. Shout out, Briar Rose. Um, Merry Christmas to you guys uh, from our family. If y'all would wave at Kendra up front and say, hey, Kendra. You got to say it like your country. Hey, Kendra. She's from Blyville. Okay, that's my wife. And, uh, man, we just say Merry Christmas to you guys. And welcome to Candlelight Service at NLC Fayetteville. Um, This is our first candlelight uh, here at NLC Fayetteville. Well, kind of, we had one last night, but this is the first time we're doing this. And so if you're new here, you're in good company because we're new as well. And uh, it's just an honor to be here. And just a fun fact, okay? Fun fact about me. I did not grow up in church. Uh, While some of you were in Sunday school, your boy was in Saturday school, okay? And I was still learning, all right? I was still learning just a little little different things than you. And um, I'm kidding, but uh, I I really, I grew up thinking that uh, Jesus and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, they were all like buddies and they hung out, you know, and on the weekends, like this is, we, we came to church one time a year, uh, if we even did that as a family. And, um, and so I grew up with not the best understanding of who God is. And so this is what I wanna say before we get into the message. We're keeping it short tonight for your family. Um, I know that some of you have little ones with you, but this is the beautiful thing about the church is that you can walk in in any season of life and you are welcome here. And not only are you welcome here, but you belong here. Um, If you have a home church, we love that you have a home church. We believe that we're better together. But I want to invite you guys, if if you haven't joined a church family, would you give this a shot here at New Life? Um, We're trying to figure this out, and um, we know that God has called us here, and we're excited about what he's doing. But I just want to invite you to be a part of this. And uh, we we meet on Sundays, and uh, we have a great worship experience and opportunity for you guys. But I want to take a quick poll, and it's okay to be honest in church, okay? So just prepare your hearts, all right? A quick poll. Um, How many of you still have some Christmas shopping to do, okay? It's okay. We got a few hands going up. Some of you really want to raise your hand, but you don't want to rat yourself out, okay? Um, Here's the reality is that if Amazon Prime had three-hour shipping, some of you would take full advantage of it, all right? And some of us are a little bitter that they don't. Um, And some of the men in the house, you're with me, okay? Uh, We wait way too long to buy Christmas gifts, okay? And what happens is Christmas Eve rolls around, and you tell your wife, I need to go get some fresh air. So you go on a drive, and you end up at Walgreens or CVS. They're really close, you know? You end up at Walgreens. You walk down the aisle. We all know what you're doing, okay? And uh, you end up on the aisle that says, as seen on TV, (laughs) <laughs> and you get the heated, you buy a heated robe and a pair of house shoes that have the capabilities of heating up a Pop-Tart, all right? And, uh, and we know what you're doing. And here's the thing is we're going to pray for you tonight after service. I'm kidding. All right, we've got a few minutes, and I want to get into the, the word because this is the thing. It is so easy to have Christmas and completely miss Christ. It's so easy to 
celebrate a moment and forget that Christmas is not a holiday. Christmas is a miracle. Christmas is a miraculous moment, the beginning of salvation for you and for me. And I just want to focus on Jesus because we get caught up in the gifts and the Christmas tree and the in-laws. Some of y'all maybe you wish your in-laws maybe weren't here. And then there's grandkids and don't be nudging people. That's when you get in trouble, all right? But here's the thing. We get so busy and we, we forget about Jesus, it says in Isaiah 7, 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and we will call him Emmanuel. And this is God with us. I love this passage and uh, we're gonna unpack a few verses from Luke 1 and, and Luke chapter two, but what's about to happen is Joseph and Mary, if you've heard the Christmas story, um, you know that Mary's about to get some crazy news. Uh, Gabriel shows up on the scene, the angel from the Lord, and Gabriel tells her that you are about to give birth to the savior of the world. Hashtag no pressure, right? Like, it's kind of a big deal. I can imagine she was a little scared. And, and this is what Gabriel says is that, Mary, you have found favor with God. Jesus is gonna be the name of your son and he will reign forever and ever. He is the son of the most high and that his kingdom, that it would never end. And then it goes in Luke 1, and Mary responds with this. Like many of us would respond getting some news like that. Mary says, how will this be? Like, I don't know if any of y'all have ever gotten crazy news or been asked to do something crazy, but this is what she says. How will this be since I am a virgin? And the response of Gabriel is, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I just wanna pause in this moment because I think that the same thing that is true for Mary can be true for us today. Like in the middle of a moment where we don't know, really know how something's gonna work out, maybe some of you are in a tough spot at your job or in your family or with your finances or whatever it may be, it's like, how does this work out? The Holy Spirit wants to lead you. That's good news for us today. What seems impossible, our family, we call these impossible situations. Have y'all ever seen a situation that's like, well, that's impossible. Can I tell you that an impossible situation is possible when you have Christ in the middle of it? An impossible situation in your family, in your job or, or whatever it is that you guys are believing for, that it can be possible because of Christ. And just in your life, like Mary, you may be asking, how does this thing pan out? Who, what, and when, and why, and where, and God, like how does this happen? I can only imagine the questions that were going through Mary's head. And this is what happens. It says in verse 37, Gabriel tells her that there is no word from God that will ever fail. Now I circled this in my Bible, I highlighted it, and I highlighted it again and I underlined it because no word of God will ever fail. What does that mean? It means if God spoke it, then he meant it. If God spoke it and he meant it, then it means he will do it. So maybe you have something in your life that you felt like God spoke to you a while back, or maybe it's something right now in this present moment that you're believing for. If God spoke it, then he meant it, and he'll do it. I want that to be encouraging for you tonight. And I, I haven't 
been following God for the longest time. I got saved about 10 years ago. I got tricked into coming to New Life Church in Conway. I was broke down college student, hashtag ramen noodles. And I was just in, I was in this rough spot and I trampled, I kind of went into this college ministry and I, I get saved and radically saved and I start just pursuing the things of God. This is the thing I realized immediately. My life has to be built on something that is not shifting. My life has to be built on the word of God. I don't know if y'all have looked around, but everything else is changing. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is, I, I was looking up the University of Arizona, uh, they, they spent billions of dollars on the biodome, which I'll just kind of summarize it. It's this place where uh, wildlife and, and plants and vegetation and trees can grow. Perfect conditions, like, like perfect environments, there's no bugs, perfect soil temperature, everything is perfect. But what they realize is the trees would grow and then they would fall down. And one scientist, they were all kind of figuring, like, well, how is this happening? It's perfect conditions. And this scientist was out there one day, and he, he realized that the reason the trees would fall down is because they had no wind pushing against them. I was like, this is so interesting. So the wind would push against the trees, and it would cause their roots to grow deeper into the ground. And I started, I was thinking about you and, and me and, and your families and the adversity that we face in life. Can I tell you friends that like, if you have wind and adversity hitting your life, it, you have one opportunity and it's that your roots would grow deeper into the things of God or your roots would grow deeper into yourself. And let me tell you this, if your roots grow deeper into your own confidence, your own ego, your own ability to stand strong, your tree will fall. But there's something special that happens when you take this word and you run with it. Colossians 2.7, it says, would you have your roots planted deep in Christ? I want our roots to grow deep into the things of God, a firm foundation. And this is what Mary had as a firm foundation. Right before God's about to do this miracle, I think he was looking for someone who was willing to be obedient and faithful and rooted in the things of God. And this was who Mary was. So Joseph and Mary were returning to Bethlehem because there was a census and it picks up in Luke two as we get ready to close. And it says in verse five, he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. They traveled a long way on foot and she was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. This is what we read earlier, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people today. Everyone say today. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah and the Lord. This will be a sign for you and, and you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Now. Like I said, I grew up going to Saturday school, not Sunday school. 
And so when I read the Bible, I read it with fresh eyes and I always ask questions. Well, what about this? Well, why this? Does anything stand out in that passage when we read that? Like there's some stuff that jumps off the page. Number one, Mary finds out she's pregnant and she's a virgin. Okay, you don't have to think too hard about that, but it's kind of crazy. And then this is the craziest part to me. Mary gives birth. She swaddles her own baby, okay? Ladies, y'all think about this. She gets out, she swaddles her own baby, and then she gets up and puts the baby, puts Jesus in the manger. And the reason that stood out to me was because when my wife, when we had our two kids, I was useless in that hospital room, okay? I read this and I was like, where is the midwife? Where is the OB1 Kenobi or OBGYN or whatever it is, you know, like, Someone, where is Joseph? Why is he not helping? You know, like this lady was strong. But this is the thing that stood out the most to me in this message. And we have to get this. If, if you haven't heard anything I've said, please do not miss this. Mary wrapped him in cloth. She placed him in a manger. And there was no room that was available for them. There was no room for the Savior. There was no room for the Lord. There was no room for Jesus. So they, the, the savior of the world was about to come into the world to join us in the middle of our humanity and our brokenness and our sin. And there was no room for him to be born. So they go out and they just kind of make it work. And as I read this, I started thinking this happens in our life so much. We get so caught up in the craziness of life. We, we get so distracted. Anybody get distracted? And, and we completely can miss Christ at Christmas. I don't know about you, but I know for me and for my family, we wanna, we wanna serve the Lord. And so tonight in this moment, I just wanna pause. Everybody take a big deep breath. Don't breathe out or we'll know who didn't brush their teeth, okay? I'm kidding. And I just want you to just make a point that the next few days, as we approach Christmas, that we won't miss Christ. That we won't miss the reason we do this whole thing. It's not the presents, it's not the tree, it's not the lights, it's not the in-laws or the grandkids. It is because of Jesus, amen? I love that his name, Emmanuel, it means God with us. I wanna ask you tonight, is that true for you? God with us, is that true for you? Meaning this, is, it, is he God with you? Like, do you feel distant from God or do you feel close to him? And so if you would bow your heads across the room, I, I wanna pray over everyone as we get ready to light some candles here in a second, I'll give you some direction for that. But with no one looking around, and I love that we have the kids in here, the whole family. It's just such an awesome night and moment to worship God. If you're in this room and maybe something stuck out to you and you're like, you know, Seth, I, I've been moving a little fast pace through life and tonight I wanna slow down and make the main thing the main thing. I wanna focus on Jesus. I wanna make this season about Jesus. I don't wanna miss it. I don't wanna miss Christ at Christmas. I wanna make room tonight. If that's you, would you, make, would you just make a decision right there in your chair? Would you squeeze your spouse's hand? Put your arm around them, say, we're, we're gonna do this. We're gonna make room for Jesus in this season and put a stake in the ground tonight and realize that this is what it's all about. Maybe you're in this room and 
you've never put faith in Jesus Christ, this is an awesome opportunity for you to do that. It says in the Bible that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus came and he took on flesh and he died on a cross for your sin because the reason Jesus came is because we are sinful. And he, he took on our sin and he died for you and for me. It says that you inherit eternal life. So if that's you, I, I want you, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand or point you out, but I would love to meet you after service and be able to pray with you and pray with your family. So I'm gonna pray a prayer blessing over you and then we will light some candles.